We are starting Masachet Eruvin. There are three kinds of Eruvin. There's Eruv Tavshilin, which you make when Yom Tov falls on Friday. That is not discussed in this Masachet. That is discussed in Masachet Beya, Beitza. Then there's Eruv Tchumin, which is Tchum is that you have you're allowed to go 2,000 amos outside of your city, and if you want to go further, you can make an Eruv Tchumin. And then there's Eruv Chatseros. Eruv Chatseros is the Eruv that allows us to carry. Literally, it means to mix two courtyards, because I can carry in my courtyard, you can carry in your courtyard. If we make an Eruv, then we can mix our courtyards. The Arizal points out, or in the name of the Arizal, it's pointed out that the word Eruv, Ayin Yud Resh Vav Beis, first of all, the Ayin and Beis has Gematria of 72, which is a Gematria of Chesed, and the Yud Resh Aleph is a Gematria of Yirah, of fear. An Eruv, on the one hand, brings people together. It's an act of Chesed, but on the other hand, people should be afraid of misusing or going outside of the Eruv. So Eruv combines Chesed and Yirah. So in this Masachet, we'll talk about Eruv Tchumin and Eruv Chatseros, and it will not... The Masachet, for some reason, bounces back and forth between them, and it will not always be obvious which one we're talking about. Sometimes it will be a Machokas Rishonim, like Machokas Rashi and Tosos. Right now, are we talking about an Eruv Tchumin or an Eruv Chatseros? So we'll deal with that. Uh, when we get there. Now, the the, the Eruv Chatseros, as I said, is the one that lets us carry, and that has three parts, or could have three parts, which are discussed in this Masachet. First of all, there's the enclosure within which one carries. Then there's the Eruv itself. The word Eruv actually refers to the shared food. If, if I want to combine my Chatser and your Chatser, we need to share some food. And that's what the word Eruv actually refers to, the food. And if we have somebody who's not participating in the Eruv, either because he forgot to contribute to the food or because he's not Jewish, then we need to, if he's Jewish, nullify his ownership. And if he's not Jewish, we need to get permission. Those are the parts of the Eruv. Now, people sometimes wonder if, Hashem said not to carry, so how do we make an Eruv and carry? The answer is that an Eruv only allows us to carry in a place where, according to the Torah, we could have carried anyway. And the Rabbanon said not to carry. They said not to carry, and they said if you make an Eruv, you can carry. Like between two adjoining backyards that both have a fence, Midoraisa, you could carry from or throw from one to the other. But the Rabbanon said not to. And then they said, if you make an Eruv, you are allowed to. So, without further ado, let us start the Mishnah. The style of city planning in the, in the days of the Mishnah was that you would have a Rishus Arabim, which is the public street, and then off the Rishus Arabim there would be alleyways, an alley called a Mavoy, and off the Mavoy there would be Chatseros, courtyards, and off the courtyards there would be houses. So that is the architecture uh, that we are talking about in the Mishnah and in the Masachet in general. Now this Mavoy 
is because it has three walls, uh, one on the back, two on the sides. It is open to Shusarabim. And the Chachamim said, do not carry there because you might accidentally carry from the Mavoi into Shusarabim. But it is Midoraisa Eirushasayachit. The Mishnah says, Mavoi Shugavoa Lamala Mesrimama, a Mavoi, meaning the the Korah, the board, where you see this letter Bayes, that's the Korah at the opening. Actually, go down to another picture. There's more accurate picture number two. See up here on top of the walls, there's a board. That is the Korah, the, the beam. If it's higher than 20 amos, you should lower it because it's not a kosher Korah unless it is 20 amos or lower. There are two girsos in the Mishnah, two versions of the Mishnah, whether the word lamala is here or not. So Rashi says, if the Korah is above 20 amos, you could lower it. Rabbi Kivager asks that the Gemara will say that the Korah is allowed to be at, above, at exactly 20 amos. That is, the space underneath could be 20 amos. So that seems to depend on, the, on whether you have the word Lamala in the Mishnah or not. Is it the Korah that needs to be below 20 amos, or is it the space under the Korah that needs to be 20 amos or less? But the Mishnah says you should lower it, and then it'll be fine. Rabbi Huda Omer in Rabbi Huda says it's not necessary to lower it. Barachavmi Eseramot. If the opening of the Mavoy is wider than 10 Amos, you should lessen it. Like in picture number three, where they, the opening is more than 10 Amos, and they put posts uh, in the opening to uh, lessen it to, to, so that the opening between the, 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 the posts is 10 Amos or less. But if it has a tzuras pesach a form of a doorway, and that's what you see in this picture here, the aleph, the aleph on the side, aleph on the side, and bays on top, makes the form of a doorway, then you do not need to lessen it. It could be higher than 20 amos and wider than 10 amos. So the Gemara asks, Tan we learned over there in Sukkah, Sukashi gwa A sukkah which is taller than 20 amos is not kosher. Rabbi Huda machir, and Rabbi Huda says it is kosher. So we see a similarity to our Mishnah where we say that a mavoi which is taller than 20 amos, you should lessen it, and Rabbi Huda says you don't have to. So the Gemara says, Maishna gabe sukkah ditani psula. How come by, in, in the Mishnah and Sukkah, we said that if it is taller than 20 amos, it's, it's psula, whereas here, the uh, mavoi, tani takanta, whereas by here, by mavoi, we told you how to fix it. So the Gemara says, sukkah doraisa tani psula, mavoi drubanan, tani takanta. Sukkah is doraisa, so therefore it says it's not kosher. Mavoi is drabanan, Therefore, it says how to fix it. The Rashi says, in Sukkah, we say, why is it not kosher if it's too tall? Because you can't see the schach. And the Pasuk says, that you should know that you sat in Sukkahs in the desert. You have to know that you're in a Sukkah. You should, be, you should see it. 
you should, you should see the schach, and if it's too tall, you can't see it. Now, since the requirement of it being 20 almost tall is, is midoraisa, of it being less than 20 almost tall, I should say, and the Chachamim uh, want to tell you that it's puzzle, that, so it makes sense to say that it's puzzle, even though you could fix it. We have a prior source for it being less than 20 almost tall, namely the Pasuk, because the Pasuk says you should know you're in the Sukkah. So that tells us don't make it too tall, because then you won't know you're in the Sukkah, you won't see it. So therefore it makes sense to say it's puzzle. But the Mavoy is Drabanan. This, is, this Mishnah is the first place, the Korah, when we say Mavoy here, we mean the Korah. This is the first place we ever heard about a Mavoy and a Korah. So the Chachamim need to give us all the relevant information. And the relevant information is that if it's too tall, it's possible and you can fix it. We don't have anywhere else to go to get information about a Mavoy and a Korah other than this Mishnah. And, and we can't just say it's puzzle, because I'll tell you, why is it puzzle? What, what Pasuk says it's puzzle? And, and I'll answer you, well, there's no Pasuk, it's Rabbanan. And I'll say, well, if it's the Rabbanan who told me it's puzzle, let the Rabbanan tell me how to fix it. So therefore, the Mishnah needs to give us all the information. Or if you wish, you could say, that really, even, even Sonia Doraisa, the Mishnah could have told me how to fix it, but the Mishnah and Sukkah has a lot of different halachos. If it's, if it's more than 20, Mishnah says if it's more than 20 hours high, if it has more sun than shade, if it's not 10 tvachim tall. So so the Mishnah just says it's possible. It, it would be too complicated to say if your Sukkah is more than 20 hours tall and not 10 tvachim high and more sun than shade, then fix it by doing this and this and this and this. Mishnah's are not written in such a complex way, so it's just easier to say it's possible. Mavoy, Glonifishimili, by a Mavoy, where there aren't a lot of things to talk about, Tani Takant. Therefore, it could say how to fix it. Is it that there's not so much to talk about, or is it that it's, it's not talking about so much in this Mishnah? In this, it's not talking about so much in this Mishnah. There is a lot to talk about. It's a long Masachet, right. <laughs> and it's considered one of the hardest Masachetos, in, in large part, I think, because people have trouble visualizing the pictures. So having all the pictures makes it a lot easier. But it's considered one of the three or four hardest Masachetos. Okay. I'm Rav Yehuda. So where do these numbers come from? 20 almost tall, 10 almost wide, and so on. Where do these numbers come from? So this is somebody's imagination of the base of Migdash. Over on the left, you see the smoke of the Mizbeach and a big doorway here going into a big room. And behind it, you see a narrower room. So this wide room in front is called the Ulam, and the narrow room in back is called the Heichal. And you were standing by the Mizbeach. This is what it might look like. You see the large opening of the ulam, and inside of it, the smaller opening of the heichal. The opening of the ulam was 20 almost wide and 40 almost tall. On top, these like, upside-down steps is called the amaltera. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Then, So this is 40 almost high by 20 almost wide, and then inside of it is the door to the heichal, which is 20 almost tall, and 10 almost wide. So it's a quarter, right? That's a quarter the size of the, of the entrance to the ulam. And here, closer up. So the ulam in front and the door to the heichal behind it. 
So, the Chachamim learned their shear from the opening of the Pechal, which was 20 amos tall and 10 amos wide. Rabbi Huda learned it from the doorway of the Ulam, which was 20 amos wide and 40 amos tall. It's not. You learn in Mishnah, the opening of the Hechal was 20 amos tall and 10 amos wide. And the opening of the Ulam is 40 amos tall by 20 amos wide. And they both learn it from the same Pasuk. It says, It says that Korbanos should be shechted at the opening of the Olamoid. Rabbanon Savri, so what is the opening of the Olamoid? Now in the Olamoid there was no Ulam. There was only a Heichal. So what is the opening of the Olamoid? Rabbanon hold that the Heichal and the Ulam are separate Kedushos, separate levels of holiness. When it says the opening of the Olamoid, so in the Beis Amigdash, that parallels the Heichal. Rabbi Huda holds the Heichal and the Ulam are one Kedusha, when it says the opening of the Olamoid, the parallel in the Beis Amigdash is both of them, the Ulam and the Heichal. And it says Petach. He uses the word opening. So what is an, what is an opening? So an opening according to the Chachamim, is the door of the Heichal, which is 10, 20 amos tall and 10 amos wide. And according to Rehuda, it's the opening of, an, of the Ulam, which is far bigger. Sigmar so says, or if you wish, you could say, that Rehuda also agrees that the Ulam and the Heichal have separate levels of Kedushah. And this is Rehuda's reason for saying an opening is bigger than 20 tall and 10 wide, because it says, Tosos points out there is no such pasuk anywhere in Tanakh. It's actually a composite of two different psukim. We, we don't have time now for a long discussion, but I, I did see recently an article in a Torah journal about why the Gemara sometimes quotes non-existent psukim and the Zohar actually discusses this subject and says that on some other level of some other world, you know, there are untold number of worlds that exist, and in some other world, the Torah exists in this form where there is such a passage. That's one explanation. Consult your local Orthodox Mokobol for more explanation about that. <laughs> but here, in our world, Toso says this is a composite of two different sukkim but it refers to the petach of the ulam, the, the, the opening of the ulam. So you see that's also called an opening. Rabbanon, and the Rabbanons would say, if it would say to the opening of the ulam, you'd be right. But since it says to the opening of the ulam of the bayit, it's referring to the house which is open to the ulam, in other words, to the heichal, to the door of the heichal, which is 20 amos tall and 10 amos wide. Sigmar asks, But the pasuk 
Vishachatu Petah Olmoed was referring to the Mishkan, not to the Beis Hamikdash. So the Gemara answers: Ashkechan Mikre Dikdim Ikre Mikdash, Ashkechan Mishkan Dikre Mikdash, Mikdash Dikre Mishkan. We find that the Mishkan is called the Mikdash, and the Mikdash is called the Mishkan. Because if you don't say that, that the words Mikdash and Mishkan can be used interchangeably, then how do you understand what Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, that a Korban Shlomim that was shechted before the doors of the Heichal were opened in the morning, Sulim, is possible. Shneemar v'shachatu petach ohel moed. It says they should shecht at the door of the ohel moed. When the doors are open, not when they're closed. Nulim means locked, but the halacha would apply even to just closed. Rashi says it, before they're opened in the morning, if somebody closed the doors in the middle of the day, uh, you also could not shech the karban. But how could Shmuel say that? The Mishkan, that Pasuk, is referring to the Mishkan. The Mishkan Ketiv, it's written about the Mishkan, not about the Mesa Migdash. The answer is, because you find that a Mishkan is called a Mikdash, and a Mikdash is called a Mishkan. Bishlama, so the Gemara says, Bishlama Mikdash Ikri Mishkan Dichtiv Natati Mishkani B'Tochachem. I understand that a that the Mishkan is called a that the Mikdash is called a Mishkan, the base of Mikdash is called a Mishkan, because it says at the end of Vayikra, I will place my Mishkan among you, and at the time that time the Mishkan was already built. And if it's in future tense, it must be talking about something else. So that must be talking about the Beis Hamikdash. Ela Mishkan Ikre Mikdash Minalan. But where is the Mishkan called the Mikdash? Ilei Mamidichtiv and Asuakatim Nosei Hamikdash VeKimot Hamishkan Avoam. If you if you want to bring from the pasuk that the Bnei Kehat, the sons of Levi from the family of Kehat, carried the Mikdash and put up the Mishkan before Bnei Israel arrived. When they, when they traveled in the desert, Ahu Ma'aron Ketiv. That's referring to the Aron, not to the Mishkan, because the Bnei Kahat didn't carry the Mishkan, they carried the Aron. Ela Mehacha. Rather from here, Basul Mikdash Veshachantiv Tocham. Pasuk says at the beginning of Parshas Truma, make me a Mikdash and I will dwell among you. And that, that's referring to the Mishkan. So the Gemara asks, Bein L'Rabbanan, Bein L'Rabihuda, Lilfumi Petach Shar HaChatzer. So, the Rabban and Rabbi Yehuda, one learns from the door of the Heichal, one learns from the door of the Ulam. Why don't they learn from the door of the Chatzer, of the Mishkan? Says, the length of the Chatzer of the courtyard of the Mishkan was 100 Amos, and its width was 50 amos, and its walls were 5 amos tall, and it says on one side of the opening there was a shoulder uh, of 15 amos curtains, and on the other side uh, also 15 amos. So 15 amos plus 15 amos is 30, meaning that the opening of the chatzar of the Mishkan was 20 amos wide and 5 amos tall. So why don't we learn from there? Just as there, it's, it's 5 by 20 and five, five, 5 tall by 20 wide. So to here, it's 5 tall by 20 wide. You have the opening of the Chatzar. 
So for now, ignore these white rectangles on top of picture number seven. You see it, you have 15 almost of curtain on one side, 15 almost curtain on the other side, and opening of 20 almost in the middle. So that's what we're talking about. So why didn't they learn from there? The Gemara says, because the Torah calls that Petach Shar HaChatzer, the opening of the gate of the Chatzer. Ikri, that's what it's called. Petach Stam Ikri, Torah doesn't just call it an opening. It calls it the opening of the gate of the Chatzer. Uh, it doesn't just use the term opening, so they didn't learn from there. Or if you wish, you could say, I mean, it says the curtains were 15 amos on the side. It's talking about the height of the curtains, not the width. In other words, we have no source that this opening was 20 amos wide, because the Torah is not saying that this curtain was 15 amos wide and this curtain was 15 amos wide. Rather, it's saying that the curtains were 15 amos tall, and their width is indeterminate. And therefore, the width of the opening is unknown. So the Gemara asks, how can you say that? It says that they were five almost tall. How could you say they're 15 almost tall? The Gemara answers, it means they were five almost taller than the Mizbeach. Mizbeach was 10 almost tall. The curtains were five almost higher than the Mizbeach. Why is it relevant to tell us that? To tell us that, that you could not watch the Kohen during the Avodah on the Mizbeach when you're standing outside because the curtains were five almost taller than the Mizbeach. So the Gemara asks, Does Rabbi Huda really learn from the opening of the Ulam? And we said the opening of the Ulam was 40 almost tall and 20 almost wide. But none. But we learned in the Mishnah, Mishnah says, if it's wider than 10 almost, you should lessen it. Rabbi Huda doesn't argue. Now, if Rabbi Huda is learning from the door of the Ulam, the door of the Ulam was 20 almost wide. So Rabbi Huda should argue about the width being 10. Amar Abaye, says, Pali he does argue in a Brisa, Ditanya. You learn the Brisa, Rachav Miyuda Motima 8, Rabbi Huda Marinotzerich. Brisa says, if it's wider than 10, you should lessen it. And Rabbi Huda says, it's not necessary to lessen it. Enyotzerich Lama 8, it's not necessary. The leaf log why doesn't he argue in our Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, It's enough to tell you that he argued about the height, and you'll know he argued about the width also. So Gemara asks, But still, does Rabbi Huda really learn from the opening of the Ulam? We learn it a Mavoy, which is taller than 20 Amos, one should lessen it. Rabbi Huda Machshir. It doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean you have to... Uh, doesn't mean you have to tear down the walls of the Mavoy, it just means lower the Korah down, like in this picture number two, you see the Korah was 20 amos high, or more than 20 amos high, so you lower it into the cavity of the, into the opening, so that it's less than 20 amos high. But Rabbi Huda Machshir Ad Mem Benun, Rabbi Huda permits up to 40 or 50 amos. Vitani Barkapara Ad Meyem, Barkapara 7 to 100 amos. If he was learning from the Ulam, he should have said 40 not 40 or 50 or 100. Which really means until forever, probably, right? Well, the Gemara does talk about that. The Gemara will talk about that. So the Gemara says, Bishama Levarkapara Guzma. Now, according to Barkapara, we could say Barkapara was exaggerating that really Rabbi Huda requires it to be not more than 40 amos, like the door of the Ulam. 100 doesn't mean forever. It means 40. 
And Barkapara just meant not 20. It can be a lot more than 20, even 100. But it didn't mean 100. It meant 40, just like the door of the Ulam. El al Rav Yehuda, my guzma. So Bisham al Rav Yehuda, Arba'im, Gamar Mimpichosh Olam. The Bach takes out the words of Rav Yehuda. Bisham Arba'im, it makes sense to say 40. Gamar Mimpichosh Olam. He learns from the opening of the Ulam. El Anon, Minale, but where does 50 come from? Amar Chista, Hamanita, Atite, Lerav. So Chista says, actually, Rabbi Yehuda did not learn from the door of the Ulam at all. Rav, who said, who said that he did, was confused because of the following b'risa. Because the b'risa says, a mavoy that is taller than 20, more than the opening of the heichal, should be lessened. So the b'risa explicitly says that Rabbanan learned from the door of the heichal. Who Savar and Rav thought that since the Rabbanan learned from the door of the Heichal, Rabbi Huda must have learned from the door of the Ulam. Velohi, it's not the case. Rabbi Huda learns from the doors of king's palaces, and the king's palace could be 40 or 50 or 100 almost all. Maybe there's no limit to how tall it could be. Gemara asks, now, if Rabbanan learning from the door of the Heichal, they should require a Mavoy to have doors, like the Heichal had actual doors. Why did we learn, will we learn, that to make a Mavoy kosher to carry in, Bechamai requires a Lechi and a Kora, a vertical beam and a horizontal beam. And Beis Hillel says a lechi or a kora, a vertical beam or a horizontal beam. But nobody requires doors for a mavoy. So our answer is, The doors of the heichal were, were not to make it a rishus to carry in. They were for privacy, for discretion. It's a holy place. If that's the case, should not help either. We said in the Mishnah that if your opening is more than 20 almost tall or 10 almost wide, you could make a Tzorosa Pesach to fix it. Two vertical posts and a horizontal post. But that should not work. Why? The Heichal had a Tzorosa Pesach. And But it was only 10 almost wide. So maybe at Surasa Pesach only works if you take away the doors, if your precedent is the door of the Heichal, opening of the Heichal, and you take away the doors, you are left with a Surasa Pesach, which is ten almost wide. So maybe at Surasa Pesach cannot be more than ten almost wide. Alama Tnan, so why did we learn? If you have a Surasa Pesach, even though it's wider than ten almost, you don't have to lessen it. So the Gemara answers, You're asking this question according to Rav. In other words, who was it who said that we learn from the, from the door of the Heichal? It was Rav. Now, Tosos points out that we also had a Brisa that says we learn from the door of the Heichal. But you could say that Brisa is arguing with our Mishnah. We have no evidence that our Mishnah learns from the Heichal, except that Rav said so. So you're asking a question according to Rav. Well, guess what? Rav had a different girsa in our Mishnah. 
Hamatni le Rav Yehuda Barav. Rav Yehuda was teaching the Mishnah to Chia Barav, Kamei Rav, in front of Rav. And he said, a note circle on my eighth, if it's more than, if you have a source pestle, you don't have to lessen it. And Rav said, teach him, you do need to lessen it. In other words, Rav's girsa in the Mishnah was that even with the Tursa Pesach, it cannot be more than 10 almost wide. So it's not a kasha on Rav. Why would a Tursa Pesach allow it to be more than 10 almost wide when the Tursa Pesach of the Hechal was only 10 almost wide? Because according to Rav, a Tursa Pesach does not allow it to be more than 10 almost wide. We will stop there.